The Adventures of Finochet, written and narrated by Marion Brennan and illustrated by Mark Beach. Chapter 6 The Magic Zapper The next day at school, Declan put me in the bin again, and the day after that too. He seemed to be enjoying it way too much. Kieran rescued me every day, but this was not a long-term solution. When I was lying in bed thinking about my situation, I thought, I wish I had a magic wand like Harry Potter so that I could zap Declan the next time he tried to put me in the bin. With this thought, I fell asleep. I woke up in the middle of the night and sat bolt upright. I've got it, I said out loud. I grabbed a piece of paper and a pencil that I kept next to my bed and started drawing circuit diagrams. I had dreamt about a magic zapper glove that would give Declan an electric shock if he came anywhere near me. By making it into a glove, Declan would not know what had hit him. The next morning, I pretended to have a stomach ache so that I could stay home and make my zapper glove. I made the most painful faces and squirmed in my bed, but no matter what I tried, my mother was not buying it, and she sent me off to school. At break time, Declan put me in the bin again. I thought, that's the last time you will humiliate me. During classes, I, after I had finished my work, I drew out circuits again and listed all the things I needed to make my glove. When I got home, I quickly ate a ham sandwich that my granny had made for me. I barely even tasted it, even though it was my favourite. I ran up to my room and did my homework as quickly as possible. Normally, I would have checked all my sums two or three times, but I just scribbled the answers, grabbed my notes from next to my bed and ran down to the shed. Kieran had come over to help out. We need to test the circuit to make sure it will zap before fitting it into my glove, I said. Okay, said Kieran. Do you have a glove? Not yet, but I'm sure we can find one upstairs. I have one we can use, said Kieran, fishing in his bag. Great, I said. I don't think one battery is going to make enough charge to give Declan a shock, so we're going to have to try a few in series. What does that mean? asked Kieran. It means putting a few in a line, end to end, which gives a higher voltage, I said. So what's the plan? asked Kieran. The basic plan is to build up enough positive charge at the tip of the thumb of the glove while building up a negative charge in the index finger, I said. That way, when I touch Declan, the current should flow from my finger to my thumb through Declan, giving him a shock. Sounds good, said Kieran, ready to start. The question is whether we can build up enough charge for the zapper to work, I said. How did you come up with this? asked Kieran. I got the idea from capacitors, I said, as I worked to put the batteries together. What are capacitors? asked Kieran. Capacitors are those little blob-like things on the circuit boards that are used to store up charge. We connected 10 batteries so that all the positive terminals were facing left and all the negative terminals were facing right. Then we connected a wire to each end and checked that all the batteries were working by connecting the wires to a light bulb. This was an important check because the way I had connected the batteries was in series, which meant that if one of the batteries was not working, then there would be no charge build up at all. Why are you setting the batteries up like that? asked Kieran. The voltage of each of the batteries is 1.5 volts, I explained, but 10 batteries connected together in series collectively makes a power source of 15 volts. That's loads! I connected my wires to two coins and checked the light again, and it still worked. I disconnected them from the light and placed the coins on a plastic surface near to each other but not touching. 
What are you doing now? asked Kieran. I'm hoping my capacitor plates will charge up. After five minutes, I disconnected the coins from the batteries and carefully connected the leads to the lamp. If the coins have charged well, there will be enough current to make the light bulb glow, I said. The light bulb did not light up. If there's not enough charge to power a light bulb, there's no way there'll be enough to shock Declan, I said. What are we going to do now? asked Kieran. We'll have to think of a way of increasing the voltage, I said. Well, if you keep adding batteries, you'll need a huge backpack to carry them, Kieran said with a smile. Come on, Kieran, let's go get a drink. While we were sipping orange juice, we discussed our options. I've heard of a thing called a transformer, which could increase the voltage in a circuit. We will also need a transistor, a capacitor, and a resistor. Where can we get all these parts? asked Kieran. It could take weeks, and Declan is going to put you in the bin again tomorrow. We both sat drinking our juice, looking glum. I've got it, I said. I have an old disposable camera from my holiday with Jean-Luc last year. I asked them if I could keep the old camera after printing my pictures so that I could take it apart and see how it worked. I just never got around to it because of all my other projects. Why do you think the camera will help? asked Kieran. The camera only needs two small batteries, but it has a very powerful flash, I explained. You have to press a button for the flash to charge before it will work. I'm sure they must have a way of increasing the voltage and storing enough charge to make the bright flash work, I said. We ran upstairs to my bedroom to find the camera. This took ages as it was buried under a lot of discarded junk in my junk trunk. We set about taking it apart and started to build the zapper. Kieran, your mother is here, shouted mom. We're not finished, moaned Kieran. I'll finish it tonight and we can test it tomorrow at school, I said, walking Kieran out. By the time the sun was setting and my mom was calling for dinner, I finally had a zapper that worked. It did not give a huge shock, but it was enough to give someone a fright. It was probably not going to work for inside a glove, but it was small enough that I could hold it in my hand and no one would be able to see it. Dinner was sausages and champ. I like this dish, especially the buttery champ. My mother made it just right. The next day after school, Declan made a huge scene to make sure everyone was watching when he tried to put me in the bin. As he picked me up, I zapped him on the arm. Immediately, he let go of me, looking very confused. What the? He grabbed his arm where I had zapped him like he was in pain. I quickly recharged the zapper by flicking the switch on the zapper in my hand. Because everyone was watching, Declan lunged at me again. I zapped him again as soon as he touched me. Declan recoiled again. All the spectators were laughing again, but this time, not at me. They were laughing at Declan. I couldn't help letting a little smile creep across my face as Declan skulked away. That was the end of that. No more Finn in the bin, and Declan steered clear of me as he did not fully understand how I had shocked him. I decided to keep the zapper only for emergency situations and not let anyone else know I had it. The teachers would probably confiscate it and I'd get into loads of trouble. I hope you have enjoyed listening to this chapter of The Inventions of Finn O'Shea. If you would like to read the beautifully illustrated version that has been illustrated by the wonderful Mark Beach, this is available on Amazon and at all good bookstores. For updates on new releases of chapters and books, please follow this podcast or join my mailing list. You can also contact me directly through my website www.marianbrennan.com and I would be delighted to hear from you. 